0: The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP radio network.
1: Hi there, everybody. Matt Johnson here of the BICBP radio network and the podcast precinct where this and many other great podcasts are being broadcast out of. I want to give a quick shout out to our official sponsor, uh, Fat Man's Pizza, located at 2712 Niagara Falls Boulevard in Tonawanda, New York. They serve great pizza subs wings and so much more food and our good friend Jeff there has been taking care of us we want to take care of him and send you our listeners his way they're open Tuesday through Sunday 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. make sure you stop in or give them a call for delivery if you live in the area (laughs) 716-693-7477
0: Hello everybody and welcome to a special episode of the panel discussion. It is our normal weekly recording, but here at your home for comic book talk, we are gonna be talking about some a special group of ladies um, that are about to have their own movie premiering, which I'm super pumped about. Today is the Birds of Prey episode. My name is Greg Nolan, and I am like always
1: joined by Matt Johnson. Uh Yeah, we're back. Uh you know, first and foremost, everybody, I wanted to apologize that we missed an episode last week, not to bring the show down at all. Um we meet myself and Greg had a lot going on last week and it wasn't very uh it wasn't very fun, uh for sure. And I won't go too much into detail about it, but we did have to reschedule our fundraiser, which we decided on on doing. So if you want to support us, our podcast, this podcast, and our dream of the podcast precinct um we have a fundraiser coming up february 29th saturday february 29th at uh saint john de la Salle paris center in niagara falls new york 8477 buffalo avenue uh 10 we're gonna do 11 a.m to 6 p.m so please stop by basket auction interactive stuff uh and a ton more. So please, please, please come out and support us. I won't go, like I said, I won't go too much into detail. It wasn't a very good weekend. That's why we didn't have an episode, but, uh, we're it's looking only to gonna rebound. get
0: bigger and better. That's all we're going to say is we are just going to, we're just going up from here. So blessing in disguise.
1: Yep. Blessing in disguise. Uh, it really was. But yeah, like Greg said, Birds of Prey, uh, a group that I'm not all too familiar with and I actually had fun doing some research on them. Uh, you know, the, the new movie coming out, it hit stars uh, Margot Robbie, Ewan McGregor and, you know, a whole uh, quite a few different uh, different people that um, new characters, especially for the DC universe. And I'm really, really excited to kind of explore. You know, one of my personal like biggest issues with the dc films is that uh they've it's always been the main at least for the most part outside of suicide squad they've always mostly targeted their um their big name you know obviously batman superman green uh not green lantern yet but flash aquaman they have the Green Lantern over. movie but we don't talk about it no it never happened uh it never happened <laughs> but yeah this is a really cool one uh you know cool concept all female teams that are, are you know, obviously in this, you know, day and age of really diverse, you know, the need of diversity, I think this comes at a very, very excellent time. And I'm excited to explore a lot of these characters.
0: Yeah, it's, it's cool because this is one of the few things we always talk about, like Marvel and DC trying to beat each other to the punch. And I think... um leading ladies is something that DC has definitely done a better job at. Like we got Wonder Woman before we got Captain Marvel, before we got a Black Widow solo film. And now we're really getting like this female team before we're going to get A-Force or anything like that. So this is something they're they're really beating them to the punch. And I love the look of this team, Um, like adding in Rosie Perez. And then we've got um, uh, Ella J. Basco, like on the younger side. It's not your typical like, charlie's angels like it still has that vibe to a point but it's they still found a way to to kind of diversify it and change it up a little bit and not just be like here's a bunch of girls to look at and that's really why you're going to see this movie um and it doesn't feel like that even from the trailers or anything like yes it's still hollywood that's not going to change but it, it looks more exciting than just that you know oh
1: with without a doubt and and yeah they it's it's it is a pretty unique cast, you know, birds of prey. Like I said, it's not something I'm super familiar with, but um, it's actually a very big deal in, uh, in the world of comics. It was, uh, you know, I actually have the list of like all the team for uh, team members and stuff in front of me, but uh, you know, all lady teams, it, they were not really a big thing that, they, they really weren't birds of prey actually debuted in night like 1996 june of 96 was the, the start date and mm-hmm. uh all yeah all female teams were not a big thing i don't even think a force was a concept back then uh no. i'm not you know so this was this was a big deal they kind of started off that way and it, it's done really well enough uh to the point where yeah they they got a movie it's it's been that yeah. immortalized well
0: even before that they had a, you know a TV show about 8 years after its its um, inception it didn't do super well but it was one of the initial like Arrowverse shows it it lasted for a season um, i think it was like 13 episodes no one really talks about it but it had a decent cast it it had like some of those top characters it had Oracle it had Huntress it had Dinah Lance before we really got into all of that um, and, and they didn't last long they You know, they kind of, like I said, it it went out really quick. It was very 90s, like early 2000s, like all black leather. Um, And no one really bid on it at the time. We weren't really getting those superheroes yet. But um, actually, I believe it was, I'm going to forget now. It was, yes. Yes. The Huntress, her character actually showed up in Crisis on Infinite Earths as like a quick cameo. They showed New Gotham and and her her multiverse getting exploded during the most recent DC TV show. So so it's still like that was the first step into this. And the fact that they even brought those characters back tells me like that still had an impact. And it tells me this show this movie could be something really special, possibly, you know, and and Margot Robbie did kind of steal the show in Suicide Squad, which led to this.
1: Yeah, I, I did read that she was pushing for it very, very heavily. Uh, you know, she she wanted to do kind of her own spin-off. She deserved it, too. She, she yeah. really did. She was, a, you know, a big feature character, and she was pushing for at least her own spin-off movie, but, it you know, it ended up turning into this, which I think is, uh, you know, much, much better route, and I hope it continues to evolve to feature some more, uh, you know, Ladies of comic books, I guess, that, uh, you know, everybody really wants to see. This uh, was
0: DC putting a safety net on Birds of Prey. Like, hey, we want to do this project. Yes. Um, the girls are doing great. They've got Canary, Green Arrow and the Canaries launching now on the shows. Like, but let's play this safe and put Harley as the front runner. It's a smart decision um, because they know people want to see it.
1: Exi- no 100 and that that's why I was like confused at first because I was looking through the the roster of uh you know birds of prey and I'll get to that in a little bit but I was like I don't see Harley Quinn in yeah. here at all uh but it does make perfect sense because Harley Quinn is obviously you know it's she's a major character and and she's crossed the uh you know the that I guess those those lines of, of mega popular excuse me mega popularity where everybody really knows her you go out on Halloween night I guarantee you there's at least two to three people dressed up like Harley Quinn I yeah. guarantee it uh and and she's she's been I mean she's major she's consistent uh and and yeah she she pretty much sold she pretty much sold Suicide Squad for a lot of people And Margot Robbie's yeah. a, a pretty big name on her own as well so I agree. I agree. Um,
0: I love, so this was a big thing for me because um, I'm a big fan of Barbara Gordon just as a character, uh, not even just Batgirl, but just Barbara Gordon. And so I'm excited just for her in general. Um, I'm excited to see like where this goes because she's not listed in the cast yet. But you can't have Birds of Prey without Oracle. Right, one hundred percent, and that's why I'm like, okay, surprise me. Let's see, let's see what we get. There's a couple like characters who are or a couple actors who don't have like a, a listing yet, um, and, and different things. So I'm really excited to see. I think she's gonna be like a last second, um, like like she's either gonna show up as a surprise in the movie, or she's gonna be like a voice at the end or something. But she's not credited at the moment, but she needs to be in it. So I, I don't feel like they're gonna take that away from us. I feel like there's a possibility of Oracle, um, and I'm hoping that's the, the iteration we get is the wheelchair Barbara Gordon. I know Batgirl's great and everyone loves her, but just what made Oracle great was that she was capable while still like handicapped. It was post-killing joke. She had gotten shot by the Joker. She couldn't walk anymore, but she still found a way to be a superhero behind a desk. like. And I think that's just huge. I th- I just love that about her character. And there's even moments in Birds of Prey, um, because she bounces in in the series between Batgirl girl and Oracle. Like she gets her her um her ability to walk back at at one point, but while she can't, like she can actually she has moments where they show her fighting like in she pulls her body up out of the wheelchair and is fighting without the use of her legs and still winning. And it's just such a cool thing. Like that's the, there's no other characters, not even male characters that they really show do that. Like physically getting into like just straight up martial arts fights, no powers and winning. And she's, she's depicted doing that. And that made me like, just really love her character for that. So I really, I'm, I'm excited to see the prospect of her showing up.
1: Yeah. I, I, I hope they don't, Missed the mark on on that one because it it's, yeah. it is an important role. You know, obviously they have the uh, the you know Barbara Gordon, the Batgirl TV show. Um, you know that they've been using hard and and, and yeah, Batgirl's
0: um, Kate Kane. So it's 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 perfect. It's a you know still separate character. Um, so we haven't even seen a live action Barbara in a long time right now.
1: That's, that's actually true. So yeah, I mean, hopefully they, they do go through with it. Uh, you know, I think it, it would be a dishonor to comic book fans die, die her comic book fans of this property if they did not go that route. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Oracle, big part, black canary uh, or canary, excuse me. Uh. You know, a huge, huge part of this, you know, she's probably uh, out of all the characters, you know these main characters. I'm more. I've heard. I I know of Black Canary, so that's really great that she is Huntress. Obviously, we already mentioned, and then uh, and this is from the comic book perspective, not just the movies. But um, the other one main fixated character, Lady Blackhawk, is a yes. Yeah, she's one I
0: didn't know a ton about
1: um before Birds of Prey. Like, did not know a lot about this character to be honest. She's got a cool story. I mean, time displaced 1940s character. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see if she was actually written like back in the day, like if she was like one of those classic superhero type characters, um, that they legit just kind of pulled out of nowhere and and uh you know put use. I think it's a really neat, you know, concept. But those are really the four main characters of mm-hmm. of Birds of Prey, right? Those are the most re- reoccurring ones. There's been a revolving door of cast members. Um to the birds of prey uh, including two male characters. I think two I think just two male characters, two or three. Yeah. Uh but uh, I'm going to read off uh, some if you don't mind. Uh, Big Barda uh, is one, Black Alice, Blue Beetle, uh, Catwoman, Cassandra Cain, Condor, uh Creole, Dove, Gypsy, Hawk, Hawk Girl, Ice, Infinity, Jade uh, canary. Some guy named Josh, <laughs> <laughs> Judo Master, Katana, who we all know from Suicide Squad, uh Kate Spencer, Manhunter, Misfit, uh, Nightwing, which is a cool one, Poison Ivy, Power Girl, uh, Savant, Secret Six, Strix, Spy Smasher, Starling, uh, Vixen, and Wildcat. And I'm sure there's been a few other ones too, but um, yeah, some
0: of those are like just people who are involved with the the birds. Um I know Hawk and I think Nightwing were the only male official members. Um because Hawk was the first male member with Dove.
1: Okay. All right. Cuz I remember then, we did we did I think we did a goofy villains book and I, I think I picked uh oh, who was it?
0: Uh, Condiment King.
1: Yes, it that's was, right. It was them it was too. Black
0: Canary, Ted Kord
1: and Robin. That's right um that's that's who in the goddam came, <laughs> and yep. and yeah so when i i heard it was like an all female group and i looked back and read it i was a little surprised but i think it's a good to have that yep. that kind of mix in there every now and then uh well, like, you know like
0: dove are like you know a, they're a package deal they always come together they were kind of like cloak and dagger in that sense um and then there was just other characters who who were involved like Wildcat trained Black Canary famously. He also did some of the training for Batman and some of the, the, you know, some of the comics, if you read, um, it all depends on who's writing. He trained like him hand to hand in some of the stuff though. And then Nightwing famously has a relationship. Dick Grayson always like, and Barbara Gordon are kind of like that on again, off again, like will they or won't they comic book relationships. So they're always together. Um, so it makes sense that he would be involved And some of the other characters like Ted Court always was a, a random one to me. Um, but he's just like, he just likes to hang out. He's just a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: do you have any favorite issues uh, or like storylines of, of birds of prey? Is there anything that's ever really crossed and you're like, okay, this is really, really good.
0: There's an issue that I actually, um, now I'm going to look it up. There was an issue I'd heard about while listening to another show actually. Um, and I'm not going to remember what number it is right now, but it was, oracle's actually like in the submarine and she's in the submarine without her wheelchair and she's like just beating the crowd out of dudes <laughs> um and, and i just i remember hearing about that and having to go find it and i'm not gonna remember what it is right now um but that was a i really always enjoyed that one um i was recently reading a little bit of the re- rebirth run i believe it was um where barbara's actually back out of her out of her wheelchair she's She's running around as Batgirl. Um, It might have been New 52, actually. I don't remember off the top of my head. And they are just meeting Huntress for the first time, actually, uh, in this run. And there's a brand new Oracle. And they're trying to figure out who it is. It was Rebirth. Um, It's a villain that's actually using the name Oracle. And it's a whole new, like, Huntress story. And I I liked that new introduction. Um, I liked the idea of, like, Barbara's, like, past haunting her in that way. Um, and then really having to figure out, OK, who's this person using our name? And I, I really enjoyed that.
1: Ooh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, very intriguing. I have I have to pick up there's been quite a few runs, um, you know, of this book. And I actually have a list of how many comics, uh, n- number of issues of birds of prey that have been put out, as well as some storylines um, that I think people should go check out before they go see the movie. But um, so the number of issues for birds of prey real quick volume one had 127 issues volume two a mere 15 and volume three i had 34 then they did batgirl and the birds of prey uh which did 22 different issues as well as a rebirth one shot and then uh yeah like i said i, I had uh 10 essential comics to read before the new movie came out I, I actually was googling this uh cbr.com and i think it's always good to really get the origin story like. Um, you know, just kind of get that comic feel before you go see a movie. We tend to, we do that a lot on this show, you know, at, at least I know I do, because there is so much stuff that I don't know about, but it's important to go in and look, um, like we've done like Captain Marvel, you know, I, I, didn't, I knew of Captain Marvel mm-hmm. when Captain Marvel came out. I didn't know a whole lot about it. Her, uh, Shazam was one that I didn't really, you know, know too much about and and did some digging. And I was like, okay, I'm interested. I can see it and actually made the viewing experience that much better. Yep. So I one hundred percent recommend, you know, everybody checking out this at least one of these uh on the list. Uh Birds of Prey, which Black Can uh Canary and slash Oracle. That is a storyline there. Um let's see, there's a Harley Quinn. There's a Harley Quinn run if you're just a bunch of stuff uh for her. Gotham Central is is a storyline that uh is often, you know, said you should go check out Batman slash Huntress. Cry for blood is a, is one to uh, go check out a lot of Huntress and a lot of Huntress in that storyline. Birds of prey of like minds is another story. Uh, Batman war games. So we can get ready for our villain black mask, which I'm really, really excited for. It's I, I, this is the first time I've seen black mask. I did some homework on him and he's he look, dude. He looks awesome.
0: I love uh, black mask. And I think I, uh, sorry to interrupt real quick, but no, like, fine. I, I feel like they, they missed the mark though. Like I love Ian McGregor. Don't get me wrong. Like I love him, but black mask is famously like um, Hispanic and, and all this. And I, 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 I feel like, like javier bardem would have been the man for black mask the size like because he's always this large imposing character as well right um and and i don't know if he's always famously hispanic i might be mixing stuff up but regardless
1: (laughs) roman sionis
0: like, like he's this like mob boss and i think mcgregor's cool but like bardem or someone with like that that like the commanding not only like personality, but also commanding presence too. And I think McGregor has a personality that's very interesting, but he's going to come off more almost Joker psychotic ish and less like mob boss genius. And and I'm a little worried about that. But then Victor Zaz on the other hand, um, looks like he's going to really fill that psycho role because he's famously a serial killer. So I'm excited to see these more dark characters really get plugged into this, this world as well.
1: Oh, it's it's going to continue your list. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Thank you. Uh, The next one, uh, Batman, Mark of Cain is a, you know, as a, is a story there. Birds of Prey, Sensei and Student, which focuses on Black Canary and uh, Lady Shiva. That's a little relationship there. Black Canary, uh, Volume 4 and Birds of Prey, Blood and Circuits are some different storylines to really look out to, uh, or look out for, to kind of get in, uh, you know, get in, get a feel of what these characters are. Cause they're, like I said, they're not main, They're not mainstream. Uh, like if a casual comic book fan, like myself, like I already said, was not going to come into this movie and know everything about Birds of Prey. Uh, what you know? I I've only heard of outside of Harley Quinn uh, and in Huntress or not Huntress uh, Black Canary. I didn't really know the other two. So as well as Black Mask is a very unfamiliar character for me as well. So I'm I'm excited. It's really it's good. Really good to do your homework. Um, yeah, at least and for the a most part. There's
0: characters in here too that aren't even mentioned in the birds of, Birds of Prey. So like when you're looking at the this female cast, um, there's Cassandra Kane, who a lot of people may not know right off the bat, but she actually was Batgirl at one point. Um, She's also been under the name um, Orphan as well as Kasumi very briefly. Um, But Cassie Kane was the Batgirl before Stephanie Brown. And she's famously, like, she can't talk. She's just, she's the assassin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's the character. Um, She was an Asian character for one. So that was kind of cool. And it looks like they're keeping with that. And um, so, like, again, it's that that diversity to this group. But she was just like the the like, the like really dark side of Batgirl, like full black mask, full really black suit with very little yellow. Um, and she was just out there beat the crud out of people because she wasn't a detective. She couldn't read. She couldn't really talk. She's just a com- combatant. And then on the other side, you do have a detective. We have Rene Montoya, who uh, Rosie Perez is playing, who famously um, takes up the mantle of the Question. So that's a, a cool little side thing too. So now there's some other characters that not aren't normally, you know, in this Birds of Prey. So we're introducing people like the Question and these other, this other Batgirl as well. So that it tells you, like, so yeah, there's, outside of like you know the the normal. Birds of Prey cast, we do have these other characters. We have Cassandra Kane, who um classically is known as Batgirl. Not a lot of, you know, like the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Casual comic fans, like you said, will know that. Um, but she was Batgirl before Stephanie Brown and she took up the mantle and she she was mute and she couldn't read. So she was just this like butt kicker character. Like she just came out and fought. That's all she was there for. She wasn't really, um, What's the word I'm looking for? She wasn't really a um uh a detective, you know, like Batman. Right, right. She was raised by Lady Shiva, actually. She's the daughter of Lady Shiva and then Orphan um was her father. So she was raised by these assassins to become an assassin and in, in part instead becomes um Batgirl and later on becomes orphan and takes up her father's code name as well. And she's the black bat, um, briefly as well during um i believe it was do, 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 batman inc when batman's going around and like putting batman all over the world and making like his own like army of like his own shield basically like he has a batman in every city or in every like major country it's kind of awesome um it's a grant morrison run and then on the other side we have we do have a detective we have her name montoya who eventually becomes question she takes over that mantle um and which is really cool i've always loved the question he's always been like kind of that random character that's just kind of there but like he's he's just fun to to see like he's just straight up a detective and he's kind of got this different vibe and then she takes it over and he's just just now he's not only this faceless like dick tracy character but he's got she's got like long black hair instead um and it's just a different take to it it's definitely more of a detective like old school like dick tracy green hornet style storytelling um, and really gets to the the core of detective comics in my opinion um, but she famously is um where cassandra kane is an asian character again with the diversity she's a hispanic character um and is also famously in um a relationship with Batwoman. And so that makes me wonder if that's something they're gonna bring about um and a lot of these characters are newer characters. that's the other thing Renee Montoya's from ninety two um Cassandra kane I believe came around she came around in the late nineties, so a lot of these characters aren't haven't been around for forever. Some of the birds have, but this is a a younger crop of characters um they have a little less a little less mythos with them so a lot more like opening to really uh change and 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 add to their stories and i think that's kind of awesome and it's kind of exciting um because they're just kind of plugging these characters into this world and and really making them f- fit people have always said gotham itself is a character so anyone yeah. who's really been like related with gotham can interact and like have their own stories in reality you can you can picture anybody who Who's set in that setting, Gotham or Bloodhaven, really like kind of like cycling, having some sort of interaction at some point, whether it be, you know, like Clayface and and Nightwing or or Black Mask and the birds like it's always it makes sense that any of these characters would cross points at some point or paths at some point.
1: No, without a doubt. And and while we're, on, you know, while we're on the topic of like black mask and stuff, you know, we can't uh, obviously with the movie coming out. You have to, the villains are the most important are, are some of the most important parts, I think, too, um, without a doubt. I did want to explore black mask and Victor's eyes uh, a little bit, if you're OK with that, because, you okay. know, we've seen, you know often how important a, a villain character you know villain characters are these two are obviously very big uh bigger batman villains than anything else that's why um you know i'm i'm, I'm glad that they're they're using them for this respect cuz the bat, the, way, the way the batman movies have been uh planned and playing out over the last five, ten, six years where I, I, we don't know when we're going to get one. So I think it's really good that they're going to incorporate some of these characters in this. But, um, you know, we did talk a little bit about Black Mask, uh, you know, uh, real quick, who is a character who debuted in 1985. He's been around for quite some time, uh, you know, and, and obviously like the mobster, the, the that like mobster, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess, gimmick as we say in wrestling that mobster uh thing it doesn't it sometimes it, it loses its value but this character seems awfully unique in uh in yeah. in this respect. Uh, I'm not again I'm not too familiar with him but uh he's had quite a few really cool team affiliations.
0: For like a, a like a character that would almost relate to like something you would un- like because you're more Marvel so like yeah. Roman uh Roman Sionis like uh Black Mask is to Batman what Jigsaw is to Punisher now
1: that's you're talking my how, language that's
0: how kind of <laughs> how I've always seen it you know what I mean um it's very he's very much like just the old school mobster that you kind of have to get down and dirty and like back to basics to take on you know he he wasn't he's He's just out there. He's gonna use his his technic like his his connections. He's gonna run around and like um have all of these hitmen coming after Batman, throw his money at him. Um I guess at one point he does have like mind control. Um, but it's it's always been more of an old school like knockout, drag out, how can I outspart this guy, tactics battle. Um, and that's what I've I've kinda liked about him is he's just very like like i said back to the basics and it's not this like super the two gods fighting it is detective work
1: yeah which is what i like when it comes some of the dc stuff is a little like that that stuff is a little crazy for me i i do like some of these street level villains and i think i you know just seeing this and looking through his his um his his bio is it's it it kind of draws me in yeah like you said mind control uh, expert of firearms he's a skilled marksman hand-to-hand combat uh, obviously a master of torture and intimidation techniques. And yeah, a, a, just a great tactical mind. Uh, you know, I think that's why I liked the the dark Knight so much was, you know, t- with the way Batman and the Joker played out, uh, in that movie, there was a lot of detective work that, that went involved with it. And it's, cl- it's a classic story, but, uh, I, I really like, I I'm really looking forward to seeing how, uh, Ewan McGregor plays this out. I know you said you you were a little iffy on. It. You don't know if he can pull it out. Well, he, he'll have a different take on it than what you're envisioning. Yeah,
0: he's not saying. like he wouldn't be like my comic book choice. You right. know, like it, like I said, like it would be Harvey Dem or someone with this like just not only like a a vocal um, presence but a physical presence too. I've kind of always had that. Um, I don't know that. I guess like there's just certain images I'm picturing where he's just always big and looming um and that's why i've I've, how i've taken him that's how i've pictured him but he doesn't have to be and i think ian mcgregor can take more of that like boss side like frustrated like um tactical mind and less of the physical side and still be a presence because ian mcgregor can command a room i i really think so but i'm also have trouble picturing him as a villain he's obi-wan to me you know what i mean <laughs> i've always pictured him as like a, this like good character everything i've seen him in he's a good guy so it's hard for me to like get my mindset and i know he's played a villain in the past but i don't think i've ever seen those movies um so it's hard to get my mindset wrapped around him being like this this villain
1: which is no that's it's a cool angle to really take. Um, but yeah, uh, Black Mask has been around for some time. Uh, like I said he's, he debuted in August of 1985. Anybody wants to kind of get a uh, a glimpse of Black Mask, you know, obviously there's tons of stuff online, but uh, his first appearance in a comic was Batman number 386 if people want to look at him. Uh also the Victor Zaz, uh, I think I'm pronouncing it right. He Bad, yeah. says yeah. Uh <laughs> he's been he's a little bit I'm not going to say newer, but you know, like you said, a lot of the heroes in this co- in this movie uh, were from the early '90s, and and Saz is is one of those characters. He debuted in Batman: Shadow of the Bat, number one, in June of 1992, and he's got a very disturbing look to him. And I think he yeah. I think he fits this movie theme ambiance really, really well. Uh, you know, just kind of seeing some images of of him
0: i agree and he's so he's had like a, a live action run recently because he was a, a major player in the gotham show like zaz had been in it from day one and it's gonna mess a little pe- some people up because like the zaz that they picked for gotham was perfect like he was very um had the comic book look he he really played it well um so it's. I think it's going to be hard for people to get over that a little bit because I've already seen the Zaz. He's got like white hair. He doesn't have the scars as much, like the slashes. It le- looks like yet he has like slashes on his face and such instead. Um, but it it looks like he's going to be a little bit of a different take, and I think that's okay. But I still feel like serial killer vibes from him. Um, Zaz is a is is a weird character because he very much kind of harkens more to Batman's, again, detective side, more of his, like, his street-level side. Zaz is straight up just a serial killer. There's there's not really much to it. He has no real superpowers. He's just nuts and likes to kill people and, like, has no... really no remorse. Um, I I remember one of my first... Interactions with Zaz was like the, the one of the Arkham video games. There's literally a side mission where you have to go and like pick up the ringing phones, and when it does, like Zaz answers, and he's like chanting something weird, like doing some weird like poem, and then killing cops over the phone. And you have to like get to a certain spot and keep him from doing that. And it's freaky. Like he's not, you know, your traditional supervillain. This he could be a villain in just like a horror flick. Like it, it what you wouldn't even need Batman. Um, I think they could do like a really cool if they ever decided to just do like a Zaz movie, like a really cool like psychological thriller with him. Um, but he freaks me out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think the way with the way comic book movies are going, that is definitely in the realm of possibility. And uh, you know, I doesn't I wouldn't hate that either. Uh, it does sound like sound like a very psychological uh thriller if that were ever to be so i hope they do you know they do him justice in this movie uh he is out of the box now i did want to ask you do you think there's going to be any references to or maybe a a quick bit of robert pattinson's batman at all in this movie uh do you think they're going to try and get that you know that attention on him that uh excitement start to go with this movie at all
0: it's it's hard to say just because um you know, we this is connected to Suicide Squad, and we did have Batfleck in it. True. So I don't know if these universes are going to be connected, or it's going to be more the multiverse route. Um, But on the other hand, like with the route that Patented Batman is going, it does look like like Zaz or Roman Sionis could fit in that universe, from what I'm looking at right now. Okay. Um, and it's and it's really hard to tell, and it's it's also hard to tell, like is this just going to be introduction to black mask and will he play a role farther on? Cause right now he doesn't have a mask. He, he, you know, it's just pretty Ian McGregor. He, or he doesn't look like a villain yet. He doesn't look like that traditional character. So is it going to happen in this movie where he dons the mask or is something going to happen? That's going to cause the mask to adhere to his face and him to have to take it on. Um, so this could be an introduction to characters for that universe. It could be them just kind of rolling with their own version of Gotham where the birds of prey kind of kind of what Batwoman's doing as well, where it's Gotham still just without Batman. Um, right. And that right. could totally be a possibility. They could just run this same Gotham um but it all depends. I think that it's going to depend on that Batman success as well. If that Batman does well, they might find a way to cross these universes up and either just forget about Batflack or um, just kind of do something a little different and and introduce the multiverse idea. Um, that's what Crisis, like on Infinite Earths, did on the the TV show. It just brought all the universes into one. So there's a chance they could just do that and oh now all these characters exist on the same plane and we don't have to really stress about that anymore but again (laughs) having the ability to just tell stories that you feel like telling um is a huge part of comics especially dc comics is again i've I've said this over and over again does it well is hey i want to tell this batman story where he's a vampire well that's fine you can do that it's just in a different earth um and that's always been a big part of this. Hey, I want to tell Green Lantern as Alan Scott and not as Hell Jordan. Fine, it's a different Earth It's Earth two. So that's, I I don't know. It's really hard to tell um, because they could function however they want. They can have this as, you know, one cinematic universe or just be, you know, DC comics and multiverse. Like cinematic multiverse could always be a thing. I don't, we don't know
1: we don't know yeah we don't know what kind of direction they're going um you know uh, of course everything's just so discombobulated and whatnot with dc but we you know and i'm just glad that they keep their you know they're they're really starting to find their stride and putting out movies i think that's the most important thing uh you know is that like with shazam with wonder woman with aquaman and you know hopefully with this one is the start of a new trend uh you know just uh, of of birds of prey becoming a, a a regular property that they can use uh, you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm excited at the idea of it. I think it's really, really cool. very progressive. And uh, I think could be a, a, what's the phrase notch in the belt for, yeah. uh, for DC going forward. Yeah. I
0: don't think it needs, they need to go, Hey, let's connect all these properties. I think right now, let's just let these properties exist. And then in, you know, in seven, eight years, Hey, we can do this now. Now's when you connect it. You you can again. You have things like the multiverses, like boom tubes, stuff like that. They could bring all these universes together. Even maybe the TV, if they ever decided to, and and again beat Marvel to the punch of bringing their TV shows, even though Marvel's kind of going to do it now, uh, but yeah, bringing oh, their, their long existing TV shows to a cinematic universe, they could do that stuff. It's a total possibility. I think. Arrowverse just showed that with um, the success of Crisis on Infinite Earths and the um, just amount of Easter eggs and amazing storytelling in that. Um, they they can, but I think right now let's just focus on singular properties and telling good comic book stories. I'm fine with that. I don't think everything has to be interconnected. Um, I think that's a new concept thanks to the MCU. I remember, like, it's not like I read a comic and go, Oh man, I hope this really draws into to Superman. If anything, I actually hate when comics do that because it's <laughs> like, man, I don't want to buy just this one issue of you know Superman, blah blah blah, just to keep up with this Batman comic. Like, I just want to keep buying these Batman comics. Now I have to spend more money, right? <laughs> and I'm gonna end up getting hooked on this Superman run. Bah. So, <laughs> so I'm fine with that. Like, I, I like when it's hey this is a contained story with all these characters sweet I don't have to go you know, do anything else but it, again movies are different than comic books in that sense um, they can do that a little without hurting your pocket as much but I, I still like I, I'm not I think we're spoiled with that I don't think every movie needs to tie into the next and needs that like oh hey look there's you know a, a nod that hey Riddler's definitely that's the Riddler from the new you know Pattinson movie um, I, I'm fine with just, I don't, I think I didn't watch for any of that in Aquaman or Wonder Woman. I was just like, I just want to watch these movies. I don't care who shows up, especially right. Aquaman. At that point is like, same with Shazam, but the little Easter eggs they did do with just like the bottom half of Superman was awesome. I was fine with that.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm okay with that and that notion too, but, um, yeah, regardless Birds of Prey comes out, I want to say February 7th. So yeah, next, yeah, next week, uh, 2020 is already flying by. It's it is. So that's going to be the first superhero movie or comic book character movie of the year 2020. And it's a pretty loaded year as it is. Uh, I'll be seeing
0: that. So watch, I'll probably see it that on the eighth on the morning in the morning. Um, because that's when I will go with without my wife because it's R rated, so she probably won't see. <laughs> uh, so I'll probably go see that and just watch Facebook, or I might do it as a bonus episode on here. I haven't decided, and just do a mini recap review. Um, try to keep it spoiler free if I can. We'll just see how much I decide after I see
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. But we are not done here just yet because next month, February, is the start of our. Uh, Black History Month of comic book characters, and what myself and Greg are going to do. Obviously, there's lots of stories to tell, lots of things to discuss. But what myself and Greg are going to do uh, for this month, starting today, is picking two characters to really examine uh, and and perhaps pity, you know, against each other. Uh, we're not 100 percent sure on the direction we're going to go, but we want to explore certain characters. Um, so you know, certain. Just major characters, uh, some I'm familiar with. Uh, I'm sure some that Greg might not be familiar with, which might be surprising. But, uh, you know, there's there's a pretty good mix of characters in here. So myself, um, I'm actually going to play this roulette thing. I have this roulette app that I created. It's a wheel, wheel app, and I put a bunch of uh, I don't know how many exactly names that I have of characters of African-American descent. But um, we're going to pick two today to kind of explore on our next episode uh, going forward. So um, I'm going to spin the wheel now and we'll pick our first character and then we'll spin the wheel right after and do our second. So here we go. Ooh, that's a good one. Spawn is one of the characters we we will be exploring next episode okay i like it that's a that's a really fun
0: one i think we've like briefly touched on spawn before
1: i don't know if we've Uh, read any of his books though
0: i don't know if we have we might have i don't know i remember i bought one i think we really briefly talked about him around either this time last year or halloween i a year ago i don't remember but i'm excited for that i i We've talked about the movie a lot, which is awful, but I love it. And I think we we know – I know we talked about the cartoon. So we might have done a Spawn episode, but that's fine because we can do even more.
1: There's so much we can hit on. Um, So that's our first character. And then our second character I'm going to spin for right now.
0: (laughs) Spin that wheel.
1: Static Shock. Ooh, that's awesome. That is really cool. So those are two characters we're going to focus on next week, along with, um, you know, just kind of an overall discussion about, you know, African characters, African-American characters in comic books, which I'm really, really excited to do. So Static Shock and Spawn, uh, two characters with very, very big followings, like very cult followings. Uh, two completely so- different characters. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. But youthful,
0: fun, and like super horror.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to explore that next week right here on the panel discussion. Uh, Greg, is there anything you want to say in closing?
0: In closing.
1: In closing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just excited for this, and I'm excited to – kind of like really dive into this this is a big part of what i like to talk about is like um that that representation that i've kind of gone on that my soapbox a couple times about this but i really like how comic books reflect like the world um in their own way so i'm really excited to see what like this month brings in that sense and i'm I'm excited to see how we can kind of like explore that more um, because I, I really think, I stay to this day, I think comic books are like one of the purest art forms and people are like, Ooh. like you get <laughs> everything you get out of a painting and a book and a TV show all in one. And you can really like tell these complex stories because you have all this time to do so and have, it's not just your imagination. You can have these like visual reactions and, and emotions and put some symbolism in for people to find with a lot a little bit of work and 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 like investigating it's not just right in your face always so i love that and i think that's why it's one of like the and that's what comic books were kind of made for in the first place was like to criticize (laughs) it was you know like political comics and stuff like that they've always kind of been there so um i'm excited to kind of dive a little deeper into my wheelhouse with this too um on some of the some of the books i won't do it for everything Um, but I'm excited to just, just to start to explore that a little more.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So we got a great month lined up for you, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Uh, you know, over this, this past month, starting off the new year, uh, the way that we have, uh, it's very, very important for us. And please do not forget Saturday, February 29th leap year, leap leap, year, leap year. Uh that is our fundraiser. It means so much to us. We myself, Greg, and a lot of our friends and family put in a lot of time into our previous fundraiser. It did not pan out. But yeah, like we said at the top of the show, we don't get kind of what we said. We don't get better bitter, we get better. So I'm really, really excited to get this underway. So please, please come out and support us and meet us and and shoot, we'll have the stuff ready to record if you want to come by and talk comic books for a little bit. So. Heck yeah, bring us your favorite book or your favorite character and we'll jam. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, all right, that does it for us today on the panel discussion. We will talk to you next week right here.